Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Art Tenders. This is Danny Lavelle, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mac Welch. That is me. And we do this podcast in order to observe, learn, and kind of take away different pieces of art, different pieces of medium, and like I said, learn something from them. Uh, And this week, I chose the movie titled The Florida Project, uh, directed and also written um, by Sean Baker. And it is a movie about, uh, I guess, just a mother and her daughter living in this uh, cheap motel in Orlando, uh, in Kissimmee to be more specific, um, near Disney World. And it's more of like little mini vignettes. There is a sort of overtying story. Um, but, but this movie, uh, instead of taking, yeah, like the choice of one thorough plot line, it's just like pieces here and there. And there's still like an overarching plot, but, uh, it's different. And it's, I think one, one of the most unique pieces that we've seen for this podcast so far, as well as I also have a difficult time articulating what exactly I think about this film, but I want to get your take on that, Mac. Uh, what what was your first impressions after viewing this film? Well, similar to you, there was a difficulty that I had um, just understanding what the film was about. Like just just like just summarizing it. If I had yeah. your job that you just had, which was we watched the Florida Project and it was about blah 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 blah, I wouldn't really know what to tell you. Um, I could tell you some very very basic and vague things. But in terms of, mm-hmm. like, the actual story, like, what actually happened, what it was about, I really, I couldn't really articulate it. Because all of the tools that I've been given in my life to articulate that type of thing don't apply here. Which leads yeah. me to my first question. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> and I think this is going to be the, a really good jumping off point for the, for the, for the okay. rest of the okay. uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you and I come from a, a fairly strict university theater education. Sure, um, yeah, I agree. We've learned in a way that you come into the classroom and the professor says, I'm going to need 100% buy-in from you on this thing that we're about to do. So right. you're going to have to absolutely commit, and, and, and out of it you will learn a lot. Um, but the danger yeah. that comes with that is that it's really hard for us to jump off that boat and onto other ones. That being said, okay, this movie, specifically the writing, specifically the plot, just spits in the face of everything we've ever learned. Okay, press on. What, what, what could you explain? There is not a story. There's not right. Uh, there's not an arc traditionally. There's not a beginning, yeah. middle, end. There's not, there's not any real direction, um, in, in terms of the directing and the writing. In terms of the acting, th- there's there's very little objective. There is, but right. only maybe half the time. There's a lot of sitting and feelings. There's a lot of doing nothing, like genuinely doing nothing. And it's not like they're hiding it. It's not like this is some yeah, like this new form of that. Like they in interviews several times that that I saw Sean Baker and all the actors and and he like most of the movie most of the 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 actors in the movie have never acted in a film before by the way yeah every one of them has gone on record saying yeah there's no beginning middle end yeah there's there's not really any traditional thing it's just people sitting around we're just doing this for awareness because we want right. you to know about these types of people and and the lives they lead without a story do you think it was effective do you think it was something that is that is maybe on the cusp of a new style of of films that A24 has been producing a lot recently because they've been producing a lot of movies just like this with with no actual arc. Do you think that this is mm-hmm. the future or do you think that this is something that has been experimented with and should be moved on from? Um well, I mean, it is a slice of life film and there are other films like it, but they don't reach like big big popularity. Like the only other slice of life film that like naturally comes to me at this very particular moment is Boyhood. But what makes Boyhood uh-huh. so interesting is because how it takes place over 12 actual years, like 12 physical human years. Like that film took 12 years to film or something like that. 
So it's not a popular genre. Uh, so is this film going to be the sort of turnaround for that genre to be more popular? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think the film does enough in that regard. Um, even though I found the film to be a cred- incredibly effective in its own storytelling. Because there, there were plenty of moments that I mm. found, uh, I don't want to say deeply disturbing, but like I was... I was physically sick at mm-hmm. some points. Um, I just want to briefly compare this uh, oh, yeah. to the movie Parasite, um, which you, you <laughs> it may seem mm-hmm. it may sound like a weird comparison uh, at first, but but the reason is is that like you 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 feel this anxiety of the characters in Parasite because of the choices they make, obviously. But you look at that movie, and if you really think to yourself. Like, this is such a crazy scenario. Of course, um, that's what makes the movie so crazy in and of itself. But there's a sense of dissociation from it in in terms of, like, the plot points in that film, particularly towards the end. While in this film, to me, even though it was fictional in its story, it, it felt so much more real that that i i kind of wish for more films like this like not every mm-hmm. um not every story has to have this big plot you know not every story has to have you know this sense of beginning middle and end right i thought that this story was really well done because there was no beginning middle and end and because we just take these moments in these individuals day and and we, and we go i don't know like the timeline in this film is probably like a week or two weeks, but I, I found it to be a moving and disturbing, I guess. I guess I, guess I will use that word, um, but and I, and I think that was only possible because of the way the story was told. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, do you think, because I'm trying to think of... of, of... Because yeah, it's, it's fiction because it's not something that literally happened. But also, there's right. like really no fictional elements, like uh, um, yeah, exactly that, that that aren't totally possible and probably happen all the time. Um, the thought that crossed my mind while watching this film was there is a possibility that I know or like have known somebody who has been in this very similar scenario. Uh-huh. Like it feels very much so human for that reason. And in this nuance of they're not a bad person. They just sometimes make the wrong choices. Um, but that doesn't make them bad by any means. And you feel for them, but it's this sort of confusion of I, I, like, it's, it's hard to describe who this person is. Yeah. The, 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 there was, there was a, uh, an essay that Sean Baker wrote. Um, uh-huh. on on the movie. Look at and, you pulling out this stuff. Look, I'm trying. I'm 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 trying out here because I really wanted to know what what the thought was because this guy. Right. Um. It's not like that he just like threw some shit together. He's known for making movies just like this, where he finds uh-huh. a person that he finds interesting, or or a character that he finds interesting, yeah. and he right. makes slice of life movies about them, and he usually makes them with like little to no budget. Mm-hmm. What he said, very similar yeah. to what you would just said, is that this movie is about understanding, and he's and and that the the slice of life format is the best yeah. format for that uh, that 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 type of movie. That every single slice of life movie that you're going to watch is going to have to be about understanding, because the only reason you're watching it is because you you must be watching a person that you either feel bad for or or don't understand. Which in this case, there's both. There's the person you feel bad right. for, which is the little girl, and her mom, which you don't understand. And mm-hmm. you have to, and you and you feel bad for the mother too. I want, I want, I want to make that, yeah, very clear as well. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you, but it is a mu- it is much easier to place blame on her, and you cannot place a single ounce of blame on the little girl. Yeah, but yeah, no, there 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 are a few times. There there are actually a lot of times in the movie where you're like. Where, where where you know that something is coming, where, like, she's about to get in trouble, like, the mom's about to get in trouble, or, like, she's, like, in trouble with the law, or, like, someone's talking to her or whatever, 
and you know that she's about to act up or you know that she's about to screw it and you're like, ah, d- no, just, just, just comply, just comply for a sec and you, you'll be able to like succeed later, but like, just, just don't, just don't screw it first. You know what I mean? Or like where she like starts like, like freaking out or like mm-hmm. throwing things or yelling at people and you're like, yeah, you don't have to do that. Please stop. Oh, and she's doing it now. Shit. And like, you understand, you totally understand, but it's just tough a pill to swallow because yeah. you're like, oh, there's a way, there's a way, but like, yeah. Because you see her physically dig that hole for herself. Right. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's just, you're so close. You're so close to being okay. Yeah. What, what did you, uh, what, what did you think being from Florida? Was there, cause, cause you grew up like a couple minutes away from Disney and these people are a couple minutes away from Disney. And I mean, it, it's, it's not necessarily the same area that, that you grew up in, yeah. but it is like right maybe 10 minutes driving from your house like th- this could potentially be yeah the, the sort of tourism culture and how people in orlando uh live their lives based around this culture a lot of people from that city can relate to at that fundamental level so uh, and so yeah the, the thought did cross my mind like okay does this encapsulate encapsulate the florida slash I, in this particular instance the orlando or kissimmee uh experience and so i thought to myself that the answer is yes and also no which is such a weird take to have um and such a wishy-washy take but i stand with it um because when you look at one individual uh go through their personal struggles in a particular situation that feels very real and it go and this movie goes for that slice of life approach where it's not trying to teach you a lesson but it's trying to like you said um grant this human understanding for this individual um regarding the mother her child and the manager at the hotel and individuals around them um so i find that to be an accurate depiction of of that experience because it is their experience and it didn't, none of it felt outlandish, you know, even with something like, uh, Mooney, Jancy and Scotty, um, burning down Scooty, excuse me. Uh, well, I should get fined for that. Uh, <laughs> um, burning down the old, uh, townhouses that, that didn't feel outlandish. Like it felt something very possible that could have happened. And they kind of sort of, get away with it because of course but at the same time they don't so it but and of course this is not everybody's experience in this uh particular location but it it is theirs and i'm i appreciate this movie for telling a story that i think should be told because of course not everybody from orlando from central florida is like me not everybody is is like a lot of these people but these stories should be told and should be shown and this sort of humanity of how we're so capable of desperately trying to do the right thing and yet at the same time um doing the wrong thing left and right i think is an incredible storytelling tactic and it it's impactful because it makes you like think to yourself that even though we make mistakes that doesn't, you know, make us bad. And even though, even though other people make mistakes, that doesn't make them bad. Um, but it's that sort of, where do we find redemption? I suppose in, in those future actions, this is kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to whip out the, the gold medal right now. Okay. Um, because this, this segues into my gold medal, and I feel like this is a predictable gold medal, but I want to, for my gold medal, I want to give it to the individual who I felt great, gave a great performance, um, but, but I thought whose story was just so interesting because of where they played in the story of the mother and the daughter, and um, it, it's, it's a bit of an easy choice because of how popular this person is, and you might have figured it out now, um, but it's Willem Dafoe's character who plays the manager, Bobby. Yeah, and every yes. time he's on screen, he just takes every scene away, um, especially the scene where we have the old man uh, who's not from the motel come and start talking to the kids. So so Willem Dafoe leads him away and 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 
you know, the old man says, you know, I'm just here for soda. And so Willem Dafoe's like, okay, let's let's have you get that soda. And he gets the soda and he knocks it out of his hands and tells the old man never to come back again. Uh, clearly, clearly being a predator uh, in the middle of the day. Like, it, even even the, the smaller scenes with him, it's easy to piece together that the, the guy helping him for two scenes is his son. It's, once again, I'm having trouble particularly articulating what this scene does so well, but you see this man trying and trying and trying again. And, and I love, and I love that. I don't know why, but I, I love characters that go to the deep end and maybe they don't come out, you know? Well, who, who do you think is the gold medal for this film? Ooh, it's deep, Danny. That was deep. Look at you. Go to the deep end and don't come out. I like that. Oh my God. Mm, we should get a shirt with that. Uh, yeah. Um, well, this is the thing. I honestly was trying to think about anyone that would get it besides Willem Dafoe because I don't right. want to give the gold medal to the same person as you. Uh, let, let's. I want. I want. I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear. There's Can really no we agree that this? To. He was the best actor in this film, in in terms of performance. Well, yeah, he was the fu- oh, he was yeah. the only actor yeah, yeah, in this yeah. film. He was like the only person that's like actually a, a an actor. I thought a lot of people did a great acting job, but like. His performance was the best. I'm, one, I'm, I'm in sure my you opinion. do. Do you know how the the main the the, the 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 mother got her role? I found out briefly that Sean Baker found her on Instagram of all yeah. places. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah he he DM'd her on Instagram, and then they emailed about it, and they flew her out to Orlando. And the only reason they got her is because she actually is that person. Um, and that's and that's I mean they didn't find the little girl on on Instagram either but they right. she was a girl from Florida that they found and like used her friends and everything which is yeah. perfect because the honestly that I think that was the highlight you know what my gold medal is going to um it's being split between every single kid in the movie I've <laughs> yeah. never seen I've never oh well I guess I'm, I'm getting in my social serve well, stick to the gold medal stick to the gold Do medal I, stick to the gold medal okay okay okay. Willem Dafoe. I'll just give it to Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe was fantastic. He was, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he, he was, he was really good. He, he, he was clearly doing this movie because he was just excited about it because it's a really weird and interesting thing that, and that was cool. All the interviews and, and everything after the fact, the, like, like the press stuff was really cool. Like watching Willem Dafoe talk about how he's like you know this is just a cool movie to be a part of um and just how appreciative he was of of all of it was cool uh yeah and also like you said i just my my heart just fucking broken too for this guy because he wanted so but like it was it was it was so hard watching him take personally something that was not his own personal hardships mm and that's what made him so good at his job. But, like, he would continuously, every time that anything bad happened to anyone in this entire fucking uh, motel, he would take it personally. And 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 you could see him internalize that and be like, I could have helped. I could have yeah. done something to help them. Which is just so heartbreaking. He carried he, he this sense of guilt throughout the entirety of the film. Mm-hmm. And, and he it was, was, it was wrenching. It was wrenching. He was really the only thing that like unified all of the stories and all the people, you know, mm-hmm. because like he, he was the only thing that like really connected everyone yeah. because he was their manager. And it doesn't and it doesn't I'm, we're not necessarily saying like he made the right choice every step of the way because he certainly I, I don't think didn't, you know, and like he he is a man full of faults. But I mean, but but the screen presence of this dude, it's 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 hard to deny it and 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 the weight that his character carried and 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 i like i said i don't mean this as a discredit to the actress whose name i'm going to mispronounce uh so if you know the pronunciation please correct me uh bria venate uh god knows if i pronounce that right as uh Haley. it sounded like it, it and the stuff that i saw it sounded like they she wanted the e afterwards but like an uh it's like, like veneta. veneta um so sure. bria veneta uh, oh, please God. Uh, as Haley, like it, it's, 
she, it just ha- it just so happened that her character didn't happen to like carry the guilt because that's how her character operated and this is like it's not a dig at her that um Willem Dafoe's character Bobby was more interesting because he had that baggage you know but of course her story is a lot more important to tell um because of the baggage that she was forced to carry um because it always felt like Willem Dafoe can get out of this situation but it never felt like uh Haley um the character could ever but that sort of leads um I guess to your sizzle serve which we will serve you know in regards to the children which we will serve after this word from our sponsors all right welcome back to the bartenders with Danny and Max so uh, before break we were talking about how the mother is carrying around the physical baggage, whereas Willem Dafoe is carrying around the emotional baggage. But I want to talk about the the, the physical baggage mm-hmm. for a sec, because being the kids, we'll, we'll call them uh, human beings instead of baggage. But um, <laughs> but, I, but, but but we say baggage because that's a term that we use a lot in in our craft. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 a utility word. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. It, it, it's it's purely functional. As as actors and not because we see children as baggage. <laughs> I want to make that very clear. You know, um, the devils. So so let, let's call them <laughs> what they are: uh, trash. Um, they. Uh, I'm, it's going to lead into my sizzle serve. My sizzle serve is this. Even though would I say this is the best thing we've consumed? N- not even close. But I definitely will say. I agree. I have never, and you know that I'm interested in this topic because I. I've written about it. I've tried very hard to direct it in the past. I've been very interested in it, like in, in all the stuff that mm-hmm. I've made. I've never quite seen mm-hmm. something that has to do with children that I felt that I felt accurately depicts children. Yeah. That's so difficult to find. So difficult to find. Um, it's partially because children are a lot smarter and a lot more crass. Than people give them credit for. Oh yeah, I I loved. This is my favorite part of the movie. Maybe I loved mm-hmm. that things would happen around the children, and the adults would assume would just uh, just assume that the ch- children had no idea what was going on and they weren't un- like processing it. Only to find out later that the kids have been listening the whole time, and and understood everything that was happening the whole time. Yeah, like for instance, uh, is this your favorite scene? Um. It was maybe my favorite, maybe so, yeah. I, I hate saying it's my favorite scene just because it's so sad and disgusting. Right. Um, wh- okay, well, here, here's a question. When did you find out, when did you realize that every single time that you were watching her in the bathtub with the radio on, every single time you were watching it, her mom was fucking a guy in the next room? I um I had the hint of it at the very first one. Yeah, yeah, that you were like, that's weird. I don't think you're... That's weird. The the movie the movie kind of leads up to that uh, here and there, um, particularly with uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know this, and I wouldn't expect anybody to know this, but this is sort of word of mouth, and I I ca- I personally cannot speak to the validity of what I'm about to say, but OBT, um, which they mention in like the first twenty minutes of the movie when uh Haley and Ashley go to OBT. OBT is Orange Blossom Trail, um, it's 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 a sort of like club party uh strip as well as word of mouth i want to make that clear um so it's sort of reckless what i'm saying that it is also a spot for prostitutes to be at i mm. i felt the movie going in that sort of direction but y- so you were saying that yeah so for the first uh tub instance that we'll call it when uh mm-hmm. mooney is in the tub and we don't see haley and the music is on so you were already putting together that Haley was soliciting with men. Yeah, 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 and and specifically, I mean the 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 way that you see because it, it it's not as much the clever thing about it is not as much that you watch it and you're like oh I know what's happening it's that you see Mooney piecing it together, mm. which is which is I I think encapsulates the, the uh, really everything about the movie that's so interesting to me is watching all the kids. And they're so random, and they're so ridiculous, yeah. and they're always trying so hard to play, 
and like be in this like fantasy world because they would rather not yeah. be in this one. And that's what kids um, do as well. Right, right. And that's so on the money and I never actually see that either kids are too dumb or they are their heads are too in the clouds or their characters aren't interesting enough to be like like dramatic pinnacles and every one of the kids was awesome. And but but one thing that I think did bother me mm-hmm. a little bit about that in, in, in the same regard is that I think I saw more of all the kids' backs than I saw their fronts. Does that make any sense? Uh, I, I'm i kind of, yes. Yeah, yeah, could you speak on that more? Like, I think that over half of me seeing them was listening to conversations they were having as they were walking somewhere. Mm-hmm. And every time they were walking somewhere, it was never a front shot. It was always a back Would shot. Would you have preferred front and, shots? Um, maybe. But also, like, I don't know, I, I, I kind of just wish that... I don't know that I could have had because I I would like to I would like to speak on why I think the back shots may have been better than please shots. please do because for so much of this movie we're forced to sort of confront and deal with and witness the world that Haley is living the world that Bobby is living the world that Ashley is living the world that here and there the grandma is living and other individuals are living um, and very rarely are we sort of forced to look at the world that the kids are living? But, I mean, this is the world that the kids are living, but the the kids have their own world, right? Mm-hmm. So if we get... This is just my thought. If we get these back shots on them consistently, then we're feeling distant from the kids, right? And even though we're hearing the kids and from their backs, we, we're seeing what they're doing... It's, it feels like they're physically in their own space. They're physically in their own world, mm. right? And that we're not even invited. Right. Like, we're just we're just bearing witness to that, but nothing more. And we're not – we just happen to be there. We just happen to see it as opposed to, like, we feel directly – like, at the very end of the movie when – Mooney is about to be taken away mm-hmm. from Haley, and we get those like few shots of inside the room when Haley is yelling, and the DCF people are there, and the cops are inside too. We feel very much so in the middle of that, um, but we see so many instances where we don't feel in the middle of like the kids and what they're doing, and and the shit that's that's going on in their lives. I mean, and the shit that they're doing, but. Yeah, we're just we're just happening to see it and I think it it speaks more to a um child's experience um because we feel so much on the outside of their own personal experience and their own personal worlds. So yeah. Man, that is that is a very interesting take and I I appreciate that. I take a lot. But but I mean it's, it's just an approach like it's not it's not the right yeah. way, you know, but it is the way sure, the sure. movie did. Yeah. There was something also interesting about uh, about that that I think that you touched on a little bit, and I really liked it a lot, is that we're not really invited into mm-hmm. the kids' world for, for pretty much the entire movie. And then whenever we finally are, mm-hmm. whenever we are finally able to see them on their level and make eye contact with them at, at their level and see like, like, a, like a frontal shot, it is the very end of the movie, just like you said, whenever they, whenever they switch all of a sudden from one camera to another, like... They, they, they've shot the entire film in 35 millimeter and then the last little segment like whenever she decides it's on an iPhone he's on an iPhone that's fucking crazy <laughs> that's crazy town and you can tell immediately oh yeah oh yeah like the shaky cam the it, yeah and, and it's not a recent yeah, iPhone I'll tell you that quality much. yeah but yeah yeah what did what did you think about did you laugh at all whenever it ended up like their haven was Disney World did you what was it was it weird at all was it jarring <sighs> Or like being from Florida, are you like? Um, I mean, that's really the that's the place to go. If you're if you're trying to be happy, that's 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 where you'd run. This leads into my sister. Sir. Good, 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 good. And so, I'm still having it mull over in my head what I think of the ending. Um, but I don't know if I'm on board with it per se. Um, we I mean we see yeah. a lot of movies do this sort of approach that. All of a sudden, like, we buy into the movie throughout, you know, we buy into the film throughout the plot, throughout the process. And then all of a sudden, the ending does super duper 
does something super jarring and we're expected just to go along with it or it's meant specifically to be so jarring that we're not so the ending was really jarring and so i understand the sort of approach um that was happening um this camera shift all of a sudden you know we just see the kids running and it's really just the kids running and and all of a sudden they're in disney you know and and in magic kingdom to be specific i'm not entirely sure honestly if that was effective for the film you know like why like i guess this whole time for Mm. nearly two hours we were forced to confront a pretty relatively grim reality for these individuals and then in the end it's a sort of dream sequence it feels like um because also from where they're located and running to disney that's a run like that's that's not that's not just you know across the street there's disney no 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 like that's that's a run and then just to even the parking lot is ginormous right and of course there's no reality that these kids can just enter the park without a guardian without a ticket blah, blah, blah. like there's no there's no way this scene is reality and and it's further exacerbated by the fact it's filmed on an iphone of course because you know they couldn't get disney's uh consent so they right. just you know did the scene in uh, in magic kingdom anyways but i i i didn't find it to be effective and i audibly said out loud i quoted myself what the fuck? Because it, it didn't feel like it belonged in th- the sort of story yeah. that the movie was trying to tell. Maybe it was kind of like all of a sudden we were finally invited in the kids' world, in their own imagination for that last instance. But this whole movie prior was not just about that. You know, yes. like, is, the, is what are we supposed to take away? What, what did you think? Um, well, what I keep coming back to and what keeps making me upset is that because I, I had the exact same response. And then I was like, why am I having this response? I, I I really feel like I should be able to articulate why this is making me upset for some reason, why I want to so badly reject right. this ending from, from everything that you've given me so far. Mm-hmm. And I think I keep coming back to this is what you what you just said is how does this fit into the story that I've been told so far? And my response to that is what story? Right. I think it comes back to, is that a dig at the movie? A little bit. It's, it's a little bit of a dig at the form partially because like I said, we have a very strict education background, but, but I, it just bothers me because it's like, I, you were so close to getting away with it. And it's tough yeah. because there's not really an ending. The, 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 problem, the problem with not having a story, with not having a formal beginning, middle, end, without having something that we all recognize and we know the three-act structure, mm-hmm. the problem with that is that with, with those types of stories, in the first five minutes, you know when you're supposed to leave the theater. You know, you know, whenever the story's over, you're like, ah, yes, I now have the answer to that question, or now I don't have to be worried about that thing anymore, or now I, 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 it's over, like, whatever the journey was over, and you can be done with it. That's not how this movie works. So, the only way they can really get out of the story eloquently, in a speedy way, is if they pull out something absolutely fucking crazy, as, like, a huge gesture to, to show to you... Mm -hmm all right, and this is where we're leaving it. Because they can't just be done. Because that that's even worse. So they have to do something crazy, and the craziest thing they can do is, I guess, I guess, hi- hi- like, highlight the fact that, like, like, yeah, it's absurd that all these people are suffering and having a really hard time and having awful lives, and they're right next door yeah. to the, ha- like, the happiest place on Earth. Like, haha, that's crazy and funny, and, like, Orlando's so weird. But... That's not really what the story's about, like you were saying, or or, or, or what I felt like it was supposed to be about. So right. the second that you wrap it up with that, I'm, it's I'm just mad because I'm like, okay, so this was just you trying to get out of the movie because you didn't know how to end it. That's what that's what you felt from the ending. Yeah, because my, the, the, then my problem was I was like, oh, okay, cool. So 
I can disagree with him on what the ending was supposed to be. And then I started thinking right. about it, and I was like, there's not really an ending to this movie. There's not really an ending that I that I can think of other than this. So I think this was a jail get-out-of-jail-free card, that they were like, I'm just going to hop out of the movie, and this is the best way I can do it. Um, Can we agree that this movie is not trying to teach a lesson? Yes. Um. Yeah. Because there's no call to action. Yes. And we agree that this movie is largely about human understanding. Yeah? Yeah. Like, like, like the, the, the best case scenario, in terms of, because whenever you're a director, you, t- you have to think all the time about, like, what do I want the audience to think at this point? What do I want the audience to feel at this point? And the best case scenario for any moment in this movie is that someone could look at the story and say out loud, huh, interesting. That's the best. That's the best case scenario, which bothers me a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, you feel bad for him sometimes, but never to the point where you're, like, crying. I'm never like, oh, no. Because I'm never asked to invest emotionally ever because I'm always so far away from all of them and from everything that's happening. So the best I can do I is see. say, huh, interesting. For me, um, I was, but I also felt that I was brought closer to this movie because I was never asked to, like, emotionally invest. That because, like, I was this fly on the wall and... In some ways, I couldn't do anything about it, you know? True, true. <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not as, I, I don't think, uh, unless we are, and that's crazy, uh, talented as uh, Sean Baker. Uh, <laughs> and we were obviously not put in the true. position Very that, true. you know, he put himself in slash others put him in. Um, so I'm not trying to say, first of all, prefacing that we are better than Sean Baker, okay? But no, 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 no. But with that being said, if we were to change the ending, Mac, how would you change the ending? Oh, Danny, would you like for me to lead off? Do you have an idea? I I think honestly that the movie should have ended with just um with Mooney running away, not even like making yeah. it to to uh Jancy's place. I'd so buy that. Because all of a sudden, then the movie does really uh, kind of like become like, this is the lesson of the movie. Um, and I'll speak on that in just a moment. But in that moment, right, like Mooney really has to confront with the reality that she's living in. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the the ending before they switch cameras uh, it does a really good job of that, that all of a sudden, like, this reality is coming face-first right into Mooney. And then all of a sudden, she she escapes reality again. So, like, the lesson, the, the I guess, like, the lesson of the movie, even though this movie wasn't really ever trying to, like, give a lesson, the, the lesson of this movie would be that uh, we can't escape reality even if, like, we're children. We're at some point in our lives. We're going to be forced to confront something that we desperately try to run away from, and that's and, and that is happening at at the end in those moments with Mooney, with Haley, with Bobby. Like these are realities that they try to desperately get away from, uh, and they're forced to confront with. But I wish the movie would have had that sort of cold close of Mooney just running away. I th- I think that would have been more effective mm-hmm. in a sort of like shit, you know. I don't, I don't. I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I have to I have to think on that more. But to, uh, what were you gonna say? What were you thinking? Yeah. To 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 add on that. Uh-huh. There's okay. There's another very clever tool that a lot of a lot of writers use, and I'm I'm guilty of it. Fuck. But it is another get out of jail free card, where. It's a very easy way to wrap things up in a very sad way, in a way that makes you feel uneasy in the same way that this movie made m- made us feel the whole time. It was just kind of uneasy. And it's a great tool because you don't even necessarily need a story just like this movie to to, to use it. Um, and that is especially, it's especially useful because it's a slice of life movie, which is um, the whole... Uh, quote-unquote, life is cyclical ending. So if we would have seen Mooney run away but show that she was going to leave to start a life 
that is the exact same one as Haley. That would have been sad. Mm-hmm. So like if if she if if we saw her like run and run and run and everything, and then all of a sudden like there's like a running montage or some shit, and then it it like fades into like uh, clearly time has passed. She goes up to someone and is like, "Hey, I'm sorry. Like right. I I I lost my mom. Like could you go and like uh, like she's like in one of those ho- like nice hotels. She's like I, I lost my mom. Could you go?" And um, tell some like like where's a telephone? And then they like they're like oh I'll go talk to someone. And they go off and talk to someone. And she steals money from the lady like because she left her purse. And then she gets on a bus and leaves. Like clearly, like she's not a, a mm-hmm. part of the mom anymore. But she's pulling scams in the same way that Haley did. She's going to now run away and lead the exact same type of life. I oh oh you're not gonna like my take. I think I would have preferred that ending less than the original ending. Oh, because it's more sad? No, because because you said it yourself, it's more sick it's more cyclical, it's more predictable, right? Yeah. Um I I life but it's more is complete because the, sure. the, the, the other uh, ending doesn't even do anything. Um, but I I'm gonna say it that I think <laughs> Now we're debating our theoretical endings for a movie that we had absolutely no hand in. Um, <laughs> we're now just making the movie. But I think the ending that I stated uh, would have encapsula- encapsulated the human understanding more because it's this treading into the unknown. Um, that That is what life is every day. Every day is an unknown situation. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right, but 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 to, to to if we saw the physical running away uh, of Mooney and then like full stop, like I think that would lead to more questions. But I think really good questions as to like <laughs> as something as simple as like are they going to get her to something as um m- more more uh I guess nuanced of not really nuanced but more interesting let's just say as like is she actually successfully going to run away where is she going is she going to run in front of a car like but but the sort of she's running and she doesn't know why and i don't think we should know why either i i, I will say i did straight up think that she was going to die whenever she like the thought did cross my mind two yeah. chances, i was like well because also they always had that fucking helicopter thing and i was like okay there's got to be some symbolism there there's got to be some foreshadowing there because and it just didn't pay off and i was like i thought she was gonna like get like hit by a fucking helicopter so like i had no idea i was like what why do i keep getting this fucking helicopter thing? And you know what's funny because i knew the helicopter wasn't going to be some plot relevant thing because that's just what happens in a lot of parts of orlando in central florida <laughs> I just, I, I just knew that. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. I knew that it wasn't going to be important, and so it was not like Chekhov's gun or anything like that. I just knew that, like, this is just something that happens. Helicopters were going, and you were just like, ah, home. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I, I <laughs> that's knew. So funny. I knew if they actually incorporated the helicopter in some way, I'm like, okay, now this is absurd. So you know? s- similar to OCT, this is just a Floridian joke. OBT. OBT, my bad. OBT. It's a it's a central Central Florida thing, you know. You're in the know. That's so funny, man. Um, I I think I think that that the the pre- the primary problem with the ending that I had was mm. that it implied that the story was about Mooney. Whenever uh, she never really did anything, she was just asked to be around things that happened. And so I wish that the ending did something that forced her to, uh, just like you said, confront anything. Yeah. Because she never uh, really I, did. I agree with what you're saying. Um, yeah, and I think that's, that, is, that is what is different about the other ending, the, the real ending that we are trying to fix. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, may, maybe last question here. Okay. As an actor. Right. You have a tool bag. You have a bag of tools that you use whenever you go about exploring character or rehearsing because you like to, to like try different tactics in order to get things, and, and, and so you have a big old tool bag. Was there anything in this movie that 
you would like to try to add to your tool bag? Was there anything that you were like, you know what, that's interesting. I might want to try that. One interesting question. I was thinking about that the other, like like yesterday as as I was as I was watching and I was like, huh, we should ask that a little more often. Like whenever we're watching stuff, like I think that that should be something that we potentially add. Like going beyond the observing and and so like asking the question, how how can we transition this into application? Yeah, is there anything that you will be taking and trying? Well, one thing as I mentioned earlier that was really interesting to me of note was the foil that Haley was to Bobby that Haley um she had a lot more um difficult problems I would say that she had to confront with but um figuratively speaking she was always running away right and and so many of the times she found the and the actress too the actress did a wonderful job um found the beauty uh, in the moment that even though like her life in moments would be in such shambles like she would have her daughter to lean on and this constant like it's not necessarily denying what's going on um but it's like acknowledging okay this is happening but I'm going to focus so much more on something that's really 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 important to me and and so so like being trained as a stage mm-hmm. actor and I'm still trying to like work on this here and there too is just like you don't have to treat the audience like <laughs> idiots obviously that was honestly gonna be mine that was gonna be mine um that like you can just trust um and and like I said this is still something that I'm working on uh, and it's always gonna be something that I'm working on you can just trust the text you can just trust like your given circumstances you can just trust what is important to your character then and now. And you don't have to necessarily quote unquote play the obstacles, right? You don't have to play those at all. You can acknowledge them and don't ignore them. But like, how do you work around them as opposed to like, this is an obstacle. You see this obstacle. I'm playing with this obstacle. Um, And, and that's a big yeah. thing for me as an actor that I took away from this film. Yeah. The, the, you, you know, the phrase, um, the first impression lasts seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Like the whole theory that like like in the first seven seconds that someone sees you, they already know enough to make a judgment on you. Whether that judgment changes or not, they already have one made. Right. Um, there's a certain confidence uh, that comes with that comes with not showing your homework. That's always something that I've been that I've been so bad about. Is that like if I try really hard to put together a character or something like that that I, I'm very bad about, like, yeah, oh, here's the too. work that I've done, it, yeah. instead of just, like, letting it be. You just got to know um, it, yeah. Which is so much easier said than done. So, yeah, the, the, so in, in the same way that you have to trust the audience, you have to know that the audience, audience wants to trust you in the first seven seconds. And there's a confidence that, give you, that, that gives you in the first seven seconds of being on stage or, or mm-hmm. being on screen that there's a clear difference between an actor that, no, trusts that the audience trusts them and doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that there was there was so much of that from the director, writer, actors. Everyone was aware that some people would get some things and some people would, would get other things, and that as long as all their decisions were informed, they didn't have to tell you why they were informed. You just understand, and we all did. We yeah. both did clearly understand a lot. And that was really cool. I totally agree with you there. And I, and, and, and we should definitely take that. What forward. are your final thoughts of this film? Um, I think it's, I think it's excellent. I think it's, uh, uh, I think it's really interesting. I think that, um, a lot of people that are especially, um, artists should consume it because it is something that's so new. Um, also because it's an A24 film. I, I, we could do a whole other podcast on just, on 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 the A twenty four company and how this was such an A twenty four this was such an A twenty four film mm-hmm. and it's like a little indie art house ness, but right I think that all artists especially filmmakers and and theater makers should definitely watch this because it's just it's it's a new thing it's a new thing and it's one of the best attempts I've seen at a new thing, um and if we want mm-hmm. to get acclimated to it and keep learning this is the next step nice um what about you. 
I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I would not, I would not put this yeah. as the best thing that we've seen, but it's the most in, one of the most interesting things I've I've ever seen. Period. Because partially because of how difficult it is to articulate like how much I actually enjoyed the film, mostly because it is a character study on on unique individuals and um, individuals going through hard times and not necessarily always doing the right thing. Uh, but, and like I said, 20 times, that doesn't make them bad people. Um, that just makes them people. Um, but I do mm-hmm. think it's a film worth seeing. I wouldn't put it too high on a sort of priority list, but like if you got two hours to kill and y- you want to see yeah. a human experience, then, um, I think this movie is fantastic for that. This, th- th- okay, here's one. This is maybe the best airplane movie I can think of. If you're on an airplane, this is this is the first one you should go to. Does that make any sense at all? Excellent take. I know it's, it's weird, but like in my mind, that is the best place to watch this movie. So wait till you're on a flight, buy d- d- rent the movie, don't do HD, just do SD mm. on YouTube, and knock it out. What are we viewing next week, Mac? Oh, you know. It's, Baby, you know what we're viewing next week. Do you have any guesses? You can't just say oh, we know what we're. You know what we're well, viewing. What did we view and then last do you have week? any guesses? What did we view last week? Uh, we we viewed uh, the first season of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Well, what do you think we're viewing next week? I suppose we're viewing season two the of Avatar. Second, last yes, season. that's exactly right. And you know what? We're I will say I I'm still I'm I was like, man, hopefully we we can do like the second season too. I kind of want to keep watching the show. It's like it's 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 solid. It's solid stuff. Right. And and you know what is exciting? It gets better. And it, and I'm so confident in that that I'm able to actually say to you, it gets better. And and I don't think that's gonna weigh on you in any specific way. I think that you're gonna enjoy it, no matter how much I hype it. Hallelujah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mac, for joining me. And Mm -hmm. uh, see you next week. Yes, sir.